Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live. Huh. Hey, this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Just keep watching going in the wild. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Filmed on the River Stygian at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson and paying tribute over in the audio realm wherever podcasts can be found. We're going to talk about the special tribute to Undertaker. They keep insisting I'm retired. I didn't say I'm retiring. Michael Cole said Boneyard was the final match of my career. I never said that. If he ever so much as thinks about coming back, they're going to look like a bunch of jerks over there for all the production tonight. That's going to happen. Dude, okay, so... this was a weird episode of SmackDown. Well, I mean, the circumstances dictated that uh, it was going to be weird. By necessity, uh, you know, yeah. Based on uh, all the positive COVID tests, uh, obviously working with a pretty uh, uh, much smaller roster. Um, you know, I mean, granted, we don't know who, who amongst the uh, maybe upwards of 30 names on a SmackDown roster who may have tested positive and therefore not available for the show. Yeah. We don't know these things, but, uh, you know, announced matches didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that was announced last week, the toast of Jeff Hardy didn't happen this week, but it was announced for next week. Yeah. So I wonder if, okay, so I don't know. We can start playing detective, but that's incredibly reckless. Sheamus wasn't there. No. Um, and I, I have no idea what that means or why that would be. Um, but yeah, he wasn't there. I didn't notice AJ Styles there as well, although that could potentially be motivated by the fact that we saw him die on the episode tonight in the Boneyard match. Maybe they didn't want that visual of him being could be. there. It could be. That I mean, that's be. just speculation uh, on my part. His, yeah, it could be. It could be. Drew and Gulak then, was there. Drew Gulak was there, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's irresponsible yeah. to, to speculate on, on that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, you can wonder. Um, uh, in the crowd, we had a mixture of mascaruses and no mascaras, sin mascaras. Uh, mm-hmm. Why, if given the option, why do you think people would not wear a mask in this situation? You had like, because this was filmed today, right? 
uh, yeah. So all the COVID stuff is out there. It's out there yes. in the world. Yes. At this yes. point, why would uh, uh, Rick Bugenhagen not be sporting a mask? I have no idea. Again. I don't know. Unknown. So many unknown mysteries on SmackDown tonight. Again, I'm not going to speculate. Yeah. I'm happy that there were masks, you know, because we'd heard uh, conflicting reports either uh, uh, telling them, no, you can't wear a mask, or just kind of relative indifference towards masks. Uh, I'm happy to see that at least a decent portion of, of the crowd mm. were wearing masks. Simone, Simone Johnson, The Rock's daughter, mm-hmm. blasted that on Twitter saying that, get your stuff right that never happened the the idea that they said don't wear masks that kevin mm-hmm. dunn was like anti-mask somebody put that out there and she was like no nah, that's not the case um so i don't know man i, I don't know what the situation is uh, it all made up for a weird smackdown uh, i guess like i guess they 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 wanted to use they were like hey we need to we need to fill out this episode because we're in a real bind here undertaker's thing just happened Let's do a tribute to The Undertaker. Yeah, just, that makes sense. Just figure maybe he's retired, so we'll go ahead and act like he's retired, and it's wrestling, thing, anything can happen. Yeah, the whole thing was centered around honoring The Taker retiring. Uh, there's just one kind of important piece missing from honoring The Undertaker in his career, The Undertaker. Yeah. So at the end of the show, when <laughs> yeah. Jeff Hardy defeats Baron oh, Corbin, that was the to, funniest to, thing to defend Undertaker's honor because Corbin halfway through the show just just cut a scathing promo, I guess, on Undertaker, and so Jeff Hardy wins, and I'm cutting right to the or heading right to the, the end of the show, and and he wins, and it, it literally felt like a moment where everybody's standing around like, all right, what do we do next? <laughs> yeah. Is this where Mark comes out? Is it we're supposed to genuflect before The Undertaker? Do you remember that, that skit? This is a really obscure skit on Saturday Night Live. Do you remember the Brock Toon skit? No. Tom Hanks was, like, kidnapped by some crazed Mr. Belvedere fans or something. And, and they gave him the nickname Brock Toon. And it was a bunch of crazy people, like, basically worshiping Mr. Belvedere. Interesting. That's what tonight felt like. Because, <laughs> like, you're right. The Undertaker didn't show up. They showed a bunch of video of him. They showed, like, a picture of him. But they, there was no Undertaker. Yeah. It was just weird. It was, like, awkward. Like It was it was, it was, it was like they were having a, a, a retirement ceremony for somebody who decided no show their own retirement ceremony. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's what it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> the hairy retirement ceremony for someone <laughs> that just decided to do spur of the minute. Oh, the person who's retiring can't show up. Well, party must go on. Yeah, exactly. You know? And like at the beginning. Like a huge thing was missing. There was like a really awkward, the like the roster that hasn't been decimated by COVID comes out. <laughs> and they start doing like a thank you taker clap. And it's just the most awkward. <laughs> And, like, at least Shinsuke and Cesaro are back there giving it the most half-assed. Because they're at least trying to keep it kayfabe. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it was weird. Uh, they showed the Boneyard match. Uh, yeah. And that took up about, like, up till that, it was about 45 minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds great. I think it was about 10 to the hour Cause they ran, before I started watching like some, promo. some pretty decent tributes. Yeah, it, just, they, it was like cutting room floor from the last ride stuff. Totally, totally. I mean, there was actually some stuff that was from was actually throughout. Yeah. That was actually like uh, Batista's. Some of Batista's stuff was from Edge's stuff. Episodes. You, I'd already. Yeah, yeah, that was in that. Yeah. yeah. 
So it was kind of some outtakes plus some stuff they used for the last ride, some interview bits. Um, so that's good. I mean, hey, I get ha- it. Handsome be wonderful here has a good idea. Every, they should have had the performance center trainees dressed in cosplay Undertaker. That'd have been amazing. Like, put a bunch of purple lights in there. Just make it like yeah. the set. Make the set look Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, sure. Couldn't uh, make they, the, they, have they, the main event be like uh, I don't know some sort of Taker style gimmick match? Did they, have, what. did they have like one of those weird 3D graphics for Taker in this? Not that because they, they they still do the 3D graphics these days. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Do a Taker one. What the heck? Yeah, no. Get his logo up there or something. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So Baron. Anyway, Corbin, so the first whole yeah. basically first 50 minutes of the show was all Taker stuff. Mm-hmm. Taker, Taker, and more Taker Boneyard match. Uh, so on and so forth. Conclusion of the Boneyard match. Baron Corbin. Baron comes out and he said, more or less says, "Well, look at that. They say the Undertaker's done. His last match was a Boneyard match. Why do they call it a Boneyard match? Because he's an That's old. What Undertaker is. He's old an old bag, bag of, bones. of bones. And then he said he. Uh, of what he used to be. He kisses up to a certain family in uh. wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> And he, he said, said, who has yeah. a 30-year career? No one, unless you're called and protected by boss. Did you already mention that he said he was the founding member of the Kiss My Ass Club? Yeah, no, I didn't, but yeah, I have that note He here. said that. He said he's been stealing money. He's been stealing money from the WWE for the last 30 years. He's been holding the young talent down. He says, all these fools chanting, thank you, Taker. He says, I won't thank him. I'm not going to thank him. Yeah. I got one final thought for Mark Calloway. You suck. You suck. So then Jeff Hardy gets all upset about that for some reason. And then uh, he attacks Corbin, kicks him out of the ring. That sets Well, up Jeff Hardy had a really good match against Undertaker on Raw like 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, I know. So that's why. Yeah, no, I get it. Well, later on, he says why later. He says, I consider him a mentor. He's, he, oh, says, yeah, he, said he says he's wrestling Mount Rushmore for Undertakers. <laughs> that's a hell of a Mount Rushmore. That's a hell of a Mount Rushmore. Well, let's see. You have original Undertaker. Oh, you know, there's like uh, 10 takers that you could put on there. American Badass. You can have Big Evil, and you could have Unholy Trinity Undertaker. There you go. I mean, and that's only, that's only four of them. There's like, if you look, somebody somebody put together on Twitter like 30 years of Undertaker, and it's literally just a picture of him from every year of his career. I swear, every year he looks a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I mean, every year he literally looks a year older, but... But like in terms uh, of his his gear, yeah, his and stuff. he's always changing. It's it. yeah. Different, all yeah, the, even if it's changing. like subtle changes. Like if you look, you know, I mean, in 1999, he was like all black, very goth looking. That was only two years removed from him dressing in purple a bunch. Mm-hmm. Well, black and purple. So yeah, and then like only two years after that, or three years after that, he's the American badass. That dude was changing yeah. all the time. Yeah, he was. He was. So Jeff Hardy's interview. Yeah, he's asked about Barrett's comments that they hit a nerve. He's like, yeah, the Undertaker has been a mentor. Again, Hardy's Mount Rushmore wrestling is four Undertakers. He says he's got to defend the honor of the Undertaker against Baron Corbin. More or less challenges Tim to a match. He says, oh, this is a challenge. And, oh, I went to Dead Man University. And uh, tonight, I forgot, he said he, he majored in dishing out pain or something. Is like that, that like one of them fake Trump schools? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think you just, you just you pay your tuition, they mail you a diploma. <laughs> it's just a scam. <laughs> $25,000. I'll teach you how to, to be a graduate of Dead Man U. <laughs> I'll teach you how to navigate the river stitches. I know. You you have a, a Bachelor of Science, the navigation of, of undead rivers. 
<laughs> anyway, he said he's going to dish out a lesson in respect to Barrett Corbin. That's what Jeff Hardy said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll practice maritime law on the River Stygian. <laughs> oh, man. After that, we had a pretty decent. Uh, was this this is a tag match? Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cray. No, this was a this was this a fatal four way. Is this where you took your nap? <laughs> Wait a this second. Was a, this is number one contender match. For what? For the women's title. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was. I thought this was a contender for the tag title match. Hold on a second. No, did you not see Nikki try to roll up Alexa Bliss at one point? Oh no, I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I missed that part. <laughs> wow. The, man, they fooled me. The tag champions were there. Do you think it was a tornado tag match? Because all four of them were in the match. The kind of, time, yeah, to much. be honest with you, I did. <laughs> I was like, man, they're not really obeying the rules of this tag match right He's now. He's like, what is this, an AEW tag match? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> There's the, oh, no, I was going to crack a joke there, and I didn't. <laughs> About the depth of the AEW women's division. <laughs> Oh man, no. Anyways, yeah. Wow, that's a mind blower. Cool. So yeah, Nikki Cross won that. That's rad. Yeah, it was pretty funny when they were making their entrances and Lacey tosses. You know, she has her skirt. She wears her entrance gear, and then she throws it at Sasha and Bailey who are out there in commentary. And then she turns around and points her butt at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. That was pretty hilarious. Anyways, yeah, Nikki won this. It was pretty great. Um, and. Uh, so the finish saw Alexa go for Twisted Bliss on Dana Brooke. Uh, Dana gets her knees up. Uh, Nikki then drop kicks her out of the ring, and then so it's uh, Alexa and Nikki. They're both like looking at each other, like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take out Lacey together." Uh, they don't. Lacey fights them off. Uh, Dana comes in. She eats a woman's right, and then Nikki <laughs> rolls up Lacey Evans deep. I think. It- I'm thinking of, of uh, I was listening. There was a clip from a Wrestling Observer from the mo- yeah. from Money in the Bank, and Alvarez was uh, was bitching about Otis, uh, like winning. Yeah, and he was like, uh, he was like, he had a, he broke the ladder. How did he get up there? It didn't make sense how he got up there and and got the briefcase. And the guy was like, he didn't get the briefcase. It yeah, yeah, fell yeah, yeah. To him. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even hear I this. Just popped, res- I just popped in your head. I'm like, because I didn't realize this was a tag match. Oh, gotcha. And it, cra- gotcha, it, it gotcha. cracked me up. It cracked me up when he did that because I'm like, you weren't paying attention. Hey, at least it's just. At least I pay attention to Money in the Bank. I you was do. I was knocked out on that couch over there for the SmackDown. <laughs> I'm sorry. They gave me a fucking Undertaker tribute episode. What am I supposed I to do? Stay awake? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, you li- you, mi- you missed Lacey Evans doing the Lars Sullivan, the old school Lars Sullivan entrance. Uh, I'll go back and watch it. Because that was hilarious. She like it's... throws the screw tab, turns around, and like, I, in my mind, she turns around, points to her butt, and <laughs> does that. You know, <laughs> you're such a juvenile. Uh, well, I'm gonna hey, I'm gonna load up uh, that match. Oh, it's like that's like in an hour. Never mind. All right. Well, I'm gonna load that an hour from now. I'm gonna check out that part. Just for it's, a, it's not it's not a long match either. They, they, God, they in my head, it was quick. like 15 minutes. It was long. It must have been a really refreshing nap then. <laughs> God, oh, I feel great now. <laughs> he said, I didn't make any sense. I didn't get up that ladder again. <laughs> he didn't. Did he even pay attention? It's the finish of the, of the biggest match, man. Oh, God, that was funny. Mm. 
Asia Merck says, yeah, the Bobby Lashley pose. That's what Lacey Evans did. Yeah. Nah, man. It was, it's, it was, it was pretty great. Lars Sullivan great. did it. Lars Sullivan was great when he did that. Because he just comes out there. <laughs> he bends over. Oh, I miss Lars. Forget Killer, think, forget Killer Cross. Give me Lars Sullivan. I'm pretty sure Sasha did this in response. She did. Yeah. I did great. see a bit of them. They were pretty funny. Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, after that, we had a new day and Lucha House Party hanging out backstage. In comes Nakamura and Cesaro. In comes uh, Miz and Morrison. They're all arguing because they have eight-man tag match next. This was a tag match, Steve. Yeah. Uh, no, I saw it, so I totally missed that part. But I did catch uh, when Cesaro and Lindsay were going at it in the middle of the ring. Holy crap, give me more of that because Cesaro's like super strong. And then Lindsay, if you if he's got a good base... Holy yeah. crap, he could do some really spectacular stuff. That was really fun Heck to watch. Yeah, and uh, and I did see that Grand Metal League got the win here. That was awesome. That was surprising. That was great. I, mean, I, th- I was worried that Lucha House Party were going to be in that match to take the L because uh, either Nakamura or Cesaro was going to get the pin because they're building towards them against New Day. Yeah. Instead, they brawl up the ramp during the finish of the match. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Yeah, no, I thought this was really cool. This I actually did think was a tag match, but I thought it was a fatal four-way tag match. That's what I thought this was. And this then they won, like and then they all started like cheering together, and I'm like, oh, it was an eight-man? Why did they do that? This recap is starting to feel like drunk history, I'll be honest with you. I'm okay. With, for this episode of SmackDown, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I do wish I was actually drunk, though. It'd make it like like even, I offered to bring you a fun. beverage. I didn't realize. It was empty. Se- were you actually serious about that? Would no, you come over to my house? Minutes, man. You should come over here. You should postmate some booze. Uh, I want. Nah, I'm good, man. I just want some more water. Do you have any beer at your house? Yeah, I got a. I got some Pacificos. You go crack one open. No, I'm good. I mean, I, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna have some banana bread after this, man. I bet banana bread and beer probably tastes hella good. You know, there is banana bread beer. Mmm. Don't want that. Mm, don't like it. So, anyways, Grand Metal League. You haven't tried it. Don't want it. Not bad. Mm. More nutty. It's got more of a nutty flavor than banana flavor. He's nutty. After that, we had King Corbin interview. He's asked about uh, Jeff Hardy's comments about Dead Man University. He said, uh, where did Taker's mentorship get Hardy? In and out of jail? <laughs> <laughs> he said he's going to teach <laughs> Jeff Hardy a lesson in reality. He should follow Taker's example and hang him up. Hardy should rest in peace. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah. Uh, next, we had a Braun Strowman interview. He comes down to the ring. Uh, this was way better than him trying to smile. Uh, um, and I actually think I thought he actually did a pretty good job here. Okay. So by the end of it, I regret having hated the first part of it. Because when okay. he comes out there and he's like, <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you a story now. Long ago, it, it sounded like he started to read out of a book. Like the dialogue felt like it was prose. It felt like it was from a book. And then yeah. by the time he get, and then he starts talking about, so he lost me there. And then he starts talking about, uh, I, I pull up in my Kia Soul to the swamp and I'm hanging out with Bray and there's a, a snake that crawls out of the swamp. And then it starts biting him on the face a bunch of times. And I'm like... What he that happened that like that's real that's crazy and that so crazy so like I don't know it was just like a really really <sighs> the story was cool but it just felt so out of place with Braun and so it was goofy to me but then by the end when he stopped like projecting and he was like talking a bit more like. I don't know. He just felt more. I think by halfway into the story, he just felt yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. more comfortable. I feel, like, I feel like it takes about five to eight sentences into a promo before Braun feels comfortable it was, within it. Here's the thing. It was a lot of material for him to recount. He didn't stumble once either. And he didn't stumble. And by the end, he was much better. Yeah. Um, and he was like actually pretty sinister. And then they did like a double laughing thing where you hear the fiend mm-hmm. or Bray laughing rather. And mm-hmm. then he starts laughing too. I my only thing about this is I think that because of the material and because we've seen like for example Edge's promo on Raw, this I think could have been really much more effective if he wasn't standing in that weird empty ring, you know, or the empty arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, they yeah, would have yeah. filmed no. it in a way, I think it, especially given that that's supposed to be the cinematic match. Yeah. Like why why don't you build it with Braun's side of things on in cinematic. I well. mean, I'll put this out there. We know there was a lot of last-minute rewrites for the show. Yeah, I know, I know. Maybe the situation could have been great if they'd gone out somewhere outside of Orlando, where I'm sure, you know, I don't know how the Everglades was a trip from Orlando, but I'm sure they could find something that's a little kind of swampy mm-hmm. somewhere in Central Florida yeah. to shoot this to give it some vibe. Um, so, you know, I understand that point, but at the same time, you know, if, if this is the thing that they were rewriting up to the last minute, um, it might just not be possible. To, yeah, that, that's entirely possible. I mean, like all told, I thought that he was, by the end, I, I bought into it. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so, but I mean, they, yeah. They, they added a wrinkle to a story, to mm-hmm. the story, mm-hmm. and Braun supplied some uh, some backstory to, you know, because you know, he just showed up as a member of the Wyatt family. Yeah. He seemed like he was a, a member for a cup of coffee, pretty much, and then he was separated from them in the draft. It felt, yeah, it felt like a, a Boom Studios comic. Um, yeah, it which, did. which in a good way. So yeah, he yeah. talks about how, you know, when he saw that, you know, the snake kept on biting him, uh, 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 Bray kept on laughing. And then he realized that he was in the presence of evil. He felt Bray was the serpent. He was the devil. Um, so he said, you know, I was enamored by the feat I just witnessed. So I started doing the devil's work and I loved every second of it. Uh, he says, part of me still does. Uh, I'm sorry, part of me still, yeah, it does. He said, I've been trying to lock that side of me away, but it calls for me and I can't go on living like this. So Braun needs to purge basically Bray Wyatt from him. And so he suggests they go back to that swamp 
Um, he said uh, he's either going to come out of this as the most evil son of a bitch or he's going to rip Bray apart, drag him into the swamp, and let the alligators finish him. He's ready to go to the swamp to Bray's home and turn into the place of Bray's destruction. Uh, and then they, they do the laughing stuff. Yeah. It was, I thought, it, you know, in terms of advance of the story, I thought they did a pretty good job. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I can agree with that. Um, and, and, you know, regardless of Broad's performance, he did an effective job advancing the story. So, and, you know, they're starting to set up. This was, you know, f- came just short of an official challenge to a cinematic swap match. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's the groundwork here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, and, it reminded uh, me of a scene uh, out of a scene of, uh, of Eyes Wide Shut when they were at that party and he was like, Fidelio. Uh, after that, we had Jeff Hardy versus Baron Corbin. Uh, and the toast to Jeff Hardy has been rescheduled next week. So this was our main event, uh, yeah. and they had uh, everybody include. I like this. I like this little touch. So I know we're in the middle of this COVID stuff, and obviously they just want to like ram all this down our throat. So they had everybody gathering ringside. Uh, shout out to the uh, which Uso is healthy these days, Jimmy. I don't remember. Me neither. But he had a he had his mask on. My co- my thing is here's the thing with that because I know it's because it was. At first, they weren't out there. They 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 do a bit where Hardy misses Whisper in the Wind. Corbin tosses him in the ring post, and he's striking the Undertaker post. We go to commercial, we come back, then like the face locker rooms down there, and everybody else is on the show except Riddle. I think it's Jay, I think it's Jay Uso. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I guess Riddle wasn't on there. Sorry, Drew Gulak wasn't on there. Yeah. But like everybody's involved in something, so I understood why they were there. Yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. Jay, uh, Jay Uso. Okay. But he hasn't been on TV since his brother got hurt. Uh, he was in that I, one. I, he was in that one. Oh, he was involved in the, uh, in the Intercontinental Title thing. He was like, "I want to be Intercontinental Champion." That's yeah. right. But that was weeks ago. Oh, it was ages so my, ago. I, yeah. I just saw him out there. I was like, "Why do they have him come out in the middle of a pandemic to a show that he's just going to stand around ringside and then he's going to go home?" Yeah, I, I mean, they, the commentary just said, you know, these are the people who want to show support to Jeff Hardy. <clears throat> to, to 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 honor the the legacy of the Undertaker, yeah, legacy, yeah. So I don't know, man. That dude, he probably got paid a little extra to be on TV. It um, is Jay Uso officially. It is Jay yeah. Uso. Chat's been saying it's Jay. Uh, so uh, so yeah. Anyways, I mean, this is a fun enough match. Uh, Corbin was mocking the Undertaker doing his pose here and there. Uh, that's when the wrestlers circle the ring, start rooting mm-hmm. on Jeff Hardy. I like this. This is great. He says, your note here says, wrestlers circle the ring to root on Hardy as he beats up Jeff Hardy. Do no, we have sorry, a raw gate situation here? We do. We do. <laughs> sorry. It's fair. Corbett beats up Jeff no, Hardy. That's Oops. great. Uh, so let's see here. Anyways. Uh, Anyways, yeah, the, I guess the, the uh, finish of the match Baron, included. <laughs> Baron hits a deep six. Hardy kicks out two. He rolls out of the ring. He's leaning up against the ring steps. Baron charges. Jeff moves. Baron to the ring steps. Hardy t- tossed him back in the ring. Swanton for the win. Uh, so after the bell, uh, Hardy's kind of leaning against the ropes, trying to gather himself. Corbin lays him out. Kofi comes in. He eats a punch. And then Big E is, is in next. He drops Baron with a uh, big ending. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Hardy, Jeff Hardy's like, hey, Braun, get in here. Braun obliges. Power slam. And then mm-hmm. Hardy calls him Matt Riddle. He's like, bro. And then floating bro from him. And then uh, Jeff Hardy throws up a taker pose, so he takes a knee, <laughs> you know, doing this. 
<laughs> while there's a still of Undertaker from some WrestleMania yeah. up on the Tron. The only way it would have been better is if it was like a pixely picture of the Undertaker, like out of gear, you know, like hanging out with Michelle or something like that. <laughs> or yeah, like no. a fan signing. <laughs> yeah, no, it was that picture this. from the was it episode Pic- four where he's doing this. He's rolling his eyes about talking about Vince not letting him do Starcast. That would have been great. Oh, that would have been. Oh, God, I want to Photoshop that now. I still want to Photoshop that thing. They do that or, uh, God damn it, I had a good one. They put up his Starcast announcement. There you go. They put up his Starcast announcement. Oh, Oh, my goodness. They put up a picture of primetime Brian Lee. There you go. Oh, Lord. And it says, Kane the Undertaker. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, damn. It's so hokey, dude. It's so cheesy. It really is. It oh. really is. He threw a retirement party for someone who wasn't even there. <laughs> and he's not even retired. No, he's going to come back. He's not even retired. He's probably going to be back before the end of the year. He's probably going to be back in Survivor Series because it's his 30th anniversary. Yep. Oh, Lordy B. Hey, I <sighs> guarantee you, though, man, they were probably just like scrambling to do whatever. And it was like. I mean, in a pinch, it's a good idea. In a, now, look, in a, this is better than I could have done. <laughs> yeah, man. In terms of putting on a wrestling show. It's like, oh, God, we got to write the show Wednesday afternoon. What the hell are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. Call up NXT. You know? Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. have anybody that can show up. Call up NXT. Mm-hmm. Guess what? SmackDown is NXT now, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's my idea. Yeah. It'd be the best I could do. Oh, Anyways, man. You want to answer some questions? Yeah, sure. All right. Ryan K. Lamb says, I can get some local Chicago area wrestlers on the show. There we go. <laughs> Hunter here in chat says, they should have thrown up the Nookie video. <laughs> Did it all for the Nookie. The what? <laughs> the Nookie. The what? We can get that cookie. Uh, Asian Mer says, so Jeff Hardy confirmed to harness Taker's powers via the pose. Apparently. There you go. Mm. <laughs> oh, God dang it. That's, I can't wait. I can't wait for like years from now for uh, Conrad to talk about this episode with Bruce Pritchard. I know. I know. Uh, diehard Homer, if Braun loses this feud, will he revert back to when he destroyed everything? I hope so. That'd be rad. Because that I'd, was peak Braun. I would like that Braun. That Braun I mean, honestly, Braun has got to be like, he's. they got to take him in as like a project now at this point. Because it ain't good. It's not working. Uh, Nemo asks, who in the crowd had the best looking mask on? <clears throat> I didn't really get to, I mean, I know there were some like SmackDown logo masks. Yeah, I saw those. Those are the only ones that I really that stood out to me. WWE.com is selling like logo masks on 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 shop. Hey, you know what I bought the other day? Hmm. Uh, Big Jeff linked me to uh, 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 the mask logo, the cartoon mask. Oh, that's so cool. So it says mask. Yeah, but it's the cartoon. I'm hyped. I'm so excited about that. We got to make Friendo Club ones, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, dang MQ Undertaker will either be back for Mania. He says 36, but I assume 37 or the next Saudi show, whatever comes first. Don't forget Survivor Series. That's the 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, PJ Segundo says, I kind of want to see a tag team with Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle. All right. James Fletcher, based on what happened at WWE and during the show, do you think this should have happened? Based on what happened at WWE. 
I should have probably read that one before I saw it. I don't quite get your meaning. He says, based, Wait, on, what, again? based on what happened at WWE and during the show, do you think this should have happened? Maybe there was more to the question that he didn't put down. Maybe, maybe. Um, local maybe he Doug that says, when he was sleeping like me. You forgot to mention Big E rolling to the ring. Yes, he rolled down the ramp. Yes. It was great. He's uh, the best. Let's see here. Uh, if you're James Rodriguez, if you're a mid to low card talent on WWE roster right now and you saw some of the top stars either unable or refusing to work due to COVID, would you voice your concerns for your own health and safety or would you try to use this as an opportunity to get some TV time and make a name for yourself? It all For me personally, it would all depend. If I had the family that I have now, I would totally pull a Kevin Owens and a Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn mm-hmm. and beat mm-hmm. feet. I'd be out of there. I don't care where I stand on the card. Um, mm-hmm. If I was... If I was single and I'd, living by myself. And on the low end of the card, absolutely, I would do it. It might, it might be worth a roll of the dice. I would, I would try my damnedest to like just sort of take care of myself. Be like, okay, I'm gonna wear a mask everywhere except when the camera's on me. Yeah. Otherwise, wash I got my that hands mask all the time. On. Not touch my face at all. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the ring, you know. I would uh, ask you him. Know. I'd be like, hey, can I uh, be a mask wrestler for the time being? Or here, I'd be like, where am I? Where's my match on 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 the show? No, I want to be the first match after you change the the mat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Anthony uh, says, do Undertaker giving Braun advice on how to get over like he did? I assume get Braun to get over like the Undertaker did. Listen, Braun, it's too late for you. Taker, I have a great idea. Go ahead. I'm going to make myself into a train. Mm, like Thomas the Tank Engine. My daughter loves that shit. You're one of the best gimmicks. No, the best gimmick of all time. My gimmick's going to be Man Train. I like it. You should run with it. Or should I say roll with it? Choo-choo. <laughs> it's the Stroman Express. Dad, you're just ripping off Lex Luger now, you idiot. <laughs> he was on a bus. Christopher Rappersod. After Corbin's savage shoot promo on The Undertaker. <laughs> Christopher with the zinger here. I love it. He says, after Corbin's savage shoot promo on The Undertaker... Confirm Undertaker versus King Corbin at 37. Corbin will become the new legend killer after retiring Angle and maybe Taker. And then he makes sure to punctuate it by saying, laugh my ass off. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's probably high when he was writing this. Um, It's entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it is. So the funny thing is they set this up as if Undertaker is going to have a match with Corbin. But like all they did was they had Jeff Hardy be Undertaker's proxy. That's so exactly just, what it it's was. Just, it's just weird. So it makes now look. Here's the funny thing is Vince doesn't want people to think that a match is going to happen, and yet now I'm sure p- plenty of people are probably even though they said oh he's retired, people are probably thinking oh he's going to come out of retirement to face Corbin. No, he's not because he lost to Jeff Hardy and Jeff Hardy was fighting for Undertaker's uh, honor. Yeah, story it's done. over. It's done. Story That's over. Done. That's it's done. over. That's done. Uh, Brendan says I bought a fiend mask from WB Shop on May 4th and it's still processing. Hmm. Well, you know, COVID. Uh, uh, Alex Foster, if you guys were encouraged to hit Baron with your moves like everybody else was tonight, yeah. what would they be, both individual and tag team? What's our tag team finisher, Larson? Uh, double kick to the front area. Oh, I like it. How about this? 
like you know how like Kenny and Hangman they do like the sandwich move, like it's the yeah. the buckshot lariat yeah. and the V trigger. We yeah, do the yeah. same with super kicks. I kick the butthole, you kick the dick. I love it. That's great. I That's love it. Awesome. Love it. And then what individual uh, move would you give him? Uh, kick to the front area. Oh, still just that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll do kick to the butthole also. There you go. Uh, Omega Advent, would you guys rather direct the highest grossing movie of all time but have that movie be poorly reviewed or make a movie that doesn't make much money back but is considered the best movie ever made? Highest grossing movie of all time but it's not well reviewed. Well, it depends. Is this the only movie I ever get to do? Oh, that's a good question. Because I was going to say you take the profit, assuming that you get points, uh, you take that and you make a well-reviewed movie. Yeah. But the problem is that if this is your first movie, you're not going to get a bunch of back-end probably you get a lot of stroke though so you can kind of make the movie you want to make hopefully and then you might get more stroke directing a uh, a movie that makes a ton of money as opposed to making something that's critically uh uh applauded yeah i mean and also if it's one of our one of our favorite movies we mentioned in the pre-stream is a a recent times is nightcrawler Mm -hmm. and the movie the guy did after that was like not really memorable Mm -hmm. so you know Maybe in if, one sense, if it's the only thing you get to do, I'd probably make the assuming there's decent points at the back end, make the highest grossing movie ever made. Make one movie, make millions off it. Get into something else. Just bowl for the rest of your life. Yeah, man. There you go. You get into bowling. Take uh, uh, bowling. Take one class every semester at a local community college. And that'd be bowling, just so I can bowl for whatever it costs for a unit. Would they let? Would they let me take bowling class? Given that I've already bowled a three. Well, I don't know. Uh, Rain Trigger, would you rather take JBL's clothesline from hell ooh, or Stan Hansen Lariat? Nah, I'd rather take JBL's clothesline from hell. They both seem pretty stiff. Uh, Saldus, with Sasha's great handling of the Sammy situation, do you think she and Alexa finally buried their feud? Um, wait, who, Alexa and Sasha? Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if that was overblown first and two, if they are past all that and have been for a while. Yeah, that's entirely possible. It's my, that's just, that's based on nothing, but you know, at at a certain point you just learn to, to live with each other, so to mm-hmm. speak, you know, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, it didn't seem there was nothing shady going on. They had, they had some interaction over the past couple months and they seemed fine. Like, yeah. I didn't notice any potatoes, so to speak. No, no, and that was one of those things when they feuded that for that spell, you know, a few years back. It seemed like they were kind of really, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't mm-hmm. necessarily pulling, I mean, they were polar punches, but there were some stiff shots in that whole that whole program. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there. but the, the more, more recent feud, it, 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 you didn't get that feeling, you know? Right. Uh, fear and Loathing. GM Undertaker to suit debuts on SmackDown next week. What's his first promo sound like? I'm not retired. You say, I got a lot of work that I can still do. I love talking to the young people on this show, so I'm going to start making some matches around here. There's a new sheriff in town. First up, River Stigeon match. Get out the kiddie pool with the red uh, food coloring. Uh, Stephen Fate. Time for a whirlpool. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Vince self-quarantines himself when he goes back to New York or Connecticut, I guess? (laughs) No. No, I don't. Well, here's the thing. Who I can't remember who said uh, recently. Was it Arn on his podcast? It was Arn that he that Arn he like Vince doesn't do anything other than work, go to the gym, 
and and sleep four hours a day. So like on the road, he gets into town, goes to the hotel, gets up, works out, goes to the venue, works all day, repeat. So self-quarantine, no, but I think by the nature of how he operates, he's not around a ton of people. Yeah, you're probably like his life is sort especially of outside of Titan yeah. Towers. He's not around a bunch of people. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Uh, Jonathan has a finisher idea for us. Steve gets behind the opponent, set them up in atomic drop position, but instead of a knee, you have Larson uh, hang off his front like a backstabber to the groin. Oh, so like a knee to the front area as you're doing an atomic drop. I get it. Okay, yeah. That seems like a lot. I'd rather do the super kicks to the bottom. Yeah, super kicks, the, the, the sandwich super kick, yeah. Uh, dog authority figure. When Cameron Grimes makes it to main roster, who would make an entertaining feud? He says he'd like to see Grimes versus Daniel Bryan. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, okay. Fear and Loathing says, Larson, despite your jovial giddiness that Unsolved Mysteries was over, I took no pleasure in that revelation. Yeah, he, he, he mentioned that last night that I was when, not I, when I brought it up, you seemed to have a twinkle in your eye. And he was not no. appreciative of that. That was nonsense. I feel for you because I know how much you enjoy that. And I saw that. I was. I, mean, I might tease you a little bit about it, but there's no, there's no, there's no giddiness. There's no happiness I get from you being upset. None. I, I, I did not detect any giddiness from you. Mm-mm. And I'm always on alert for that. Yeah. Um, he said they had the best. You guys had the best episode last night. You filled me in earlier today, and it sounded like fun. Oh, it was a blast. It was absolutely a blast. It was great. Uh, man, we had, I swear it was like four or five updates. We had like two double updates and a regular update. And then there was a lady who had like brain damage from like a, a, a Jim Duggan-esque two-by-four to the head. And then she like rebounded and she was like talking great now. So, yeah, it was it was cool. And, and our channel has not been uh, banned. So that's probably the most important aspect of things. Exactly. Uh, Saldez says, did you guys see Oscar trolling Andrade and Charlotte during their dinner date on social media? It was awesome. I did not see that. I did not see that. That sounds fun. That, did, that sounds pretty fun. Uh, somebody uh, here in chat mentioned something about Gary Cassidy. Uh, <laughs> wait a second. Is this hmm. true? Hmm. Uh, so Gary Cassidy at Wrestling Gary. We know Gary. We like Gary. He's great. He's been on top of a lot of the COVID stuff as well. Says, sources have indicated to me that while the plan is for a Matt Riddle versus Baron Corbin rivalry going forward, Corbin only recently found out about those plans and wasn't too happy with them, insisting that Riddle should have to defeat five enhancement talents before facing him. Meanwhile, the plan for Matt Riddle's first major opponent outside of NXT to be Baron Corbin has been in place for a while, as illustrated at both Survivor Series and the Rumble. Plans for Riddle to be, debut on SmackDown and work with Corbin were ramped up back in March. He says, I should clarify, this is what one person really close to the situation told me, and it's been clarified with another. Either way, it'll be really interesting to see how this rivalry plays out. Sorry, Baron. You're just really not that high up on the totem pole. No. You're the perfect first job for Matt Riddle. Yeah. You really are. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That dude's going to end up being the worst politicker ever. That's hilarious. Maybe. Uh, Whitebrain92 asks, would you rather randomly time travel plus or minus 20 years every time you fart or teleport to a different place on Earth every time you sneeze? 
I sneeze far less often than I fart, so give me the teleport teleportation thing. At least I'm still in my own time, uh, you know. So it's uh, you know just like a a, a trip, a plane trip, uh, away from being home. Okay, so what would be the, the what would be the 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 cord that pulls you back to your own time? Like, yeah, is this no. like a farting version of Quantum Leap where you never get home? Because if it's like, oh, I farted. And I'm in like medieval times, and then I see like some guys screaming at me saying, "Hey, you're a witch," or whatever they did. No, I see. He said plus or minus twenty years. So as far as you could go back, oh. would be twenty, 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 or twenty forty. Twenty two thousand or twenty thousand. Sorry, man, yeah. was twenty years ago. Gosh darn it, that's crazy. I know. Uh, I would rather have that because I really love time travel, and yeah, I'd, I'd rather have that. I mean, that might interrupt. I mean, the crappy thing is like when you're sitting on the toilet and then you fart before poop, then you're just like squatting. Randomly. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you, 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 yeah, exactly. You time travel 20 years in the past. Mm, okay. And you just yeah. show up there squatting, try to do, make doo-doo. Dude, what if you end you, up in like a home on your toilet? Yeah, but man, there are so many crappy places on the planet. I and then that. like, okay, so let me, okay. So you sneeze, you end up in the middle of the Pacific. How are you just going to, can you just generate a sneeze again? Let's say that another sneeze gets you back home. How difficult would it be to sneeze again? I can't, I'm not really great at just. Usually if I'm sneezing, it's I'll sneeze again within, you know, a stretch. I'm not like a a person who sneezes back to back to back to back right away. Sometimes I do. My sneezes Uh, are relatively easily interrupted though. Like, I'll start sneezing, and Lacey will walk up to me. She'll be like, ah! She'll, like, start screaming, and then I'll just stop. I won't sneeze. Which I think is actually probably abusive, to be honest with you. Wow. Yeah. I need to call somebody on her. Anyways, uh, is that it? Yeah, that's all I got. Thanks, everybody, for your uh, time and patience with me uh, uh, and for tuning in. Of course, uh, we'll be back. Hey, are we going to do – we got to do a dark side. Do you want to do that? Do you want to try to do that tomorrow? you doing anything? Uh, I got something going on in the, in the around lunchtime. Okay. Well, like if there's any other time, we got in the day, we got match chat. We got match chat. We could put up on Sunday. Um. Oh, match or we chat. can do dark side. I walked it. I watched it like a week and a half ago. So I'll try to remember what I can. Okay, we can do it right now, really quick. It's really depressing, and a lot of people die. Devon Eriks. That's the episode. <laughs> Whatever. This is, let's just take our weekend. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.